hope you enjoy this message from South City C3, a location of C3 Church, Christchurch. This is our testimony night. We're going to ask you to come. Who am I looking at right now? I'm going to ask you to come and share something of your story. Come and join us up here on the stage. And that might seem like a a big, scary thing to do. You might have walked in here as a new person. Uh, You might have walked in here without the knowledge of what's going on tonight. But we think that tonight could be really powerful for you and for others. Now, we obviously can't have everybody share, and if you're not comfortable doing so, that's absolutely fine. But who we are as our City 6pm service. We see ourselves as a community of disciples reaching the world. We know that there is something powerful in a group of people who care for each other and share God's love with the world. And that's our aim, that's our desire, that's who we want to be more than anything else. And so tonight is an opportunity for us to experience community and to see how God is moving in each other's discipleship journey. This is something that Scripture encourages us to do. Hebrews 10, 24 to 25, says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on, spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. Scripture says that it is the job not just of one person up the front to come and read Scripture and then teach you. That's really valuable, really good. We see a a tremendous place for that. But it is the job of each of us to encourage each other and to spur each other on that we might see God come in our lives more and more, that there might be love and good deeds flowing out of us. And when I've done this before, this kind of night, I've found a couple of things. The first one is that people are always nervous to be the first person to take the mic. And what happens is that I'm pretty soon I'm going to say, so who's first? And there's going to be this, either there's going to be this awkward silence or someone's going to be brave enough and they're just going to step up and do it. And uh, what can happen in that, that moment is there's like, well, I've kind of got something to share, but, uh, but then once you get two or three people who come, then others start to fly and they go, oh, you know what, I've, it gives me courage. So you stepping up and sharing something gives courage to other people as well. But the main thing that happens in this kind of a night is that people are encouraged from hearing others' journeys from seeing what's going on in other people's lives. It gives them faith to walk their own journey. They're spurred on towards love and good deeds. Uh, And as we give you this opportunity, it's not just about an opportunity for you to share about you. Oh, well, I was born in this town and I did this, or this is something I've been really struggling with at the moment. But we ask that you bring something that would be an encouragement to others. Even if it's your story of, I'm working through some things. But you know what? Inside, there's a confidence that God is there. Whatever that story is for you, bring something that you know is going to lift other people up. There is an effect that happens when I hear what God is doing in other people's lives. I don't become discouraged, and I have had that in the past, where we did a testimony night, and during this testimony night, one of the people burst into tears and walked out of the room. And so I went and found them, and I said, what's going on for you right now, thinking God's doing something amazing in their life? And they were just so discouraged, 
that God had done something in someone else's life and not their own. That is not the effect that you should have. Instead, as you hear others' stories, you should be encouraged that God can do something in you too. I celebrate that God is working in the world. And that same God wants to work in my life. The psalmist says that testifying about God is something that can be done even if we can't quite find the words. It says in the Psalms, I will tell everyone about your righteousness. All day long, I will proclaim your saving power, though I'm not skilled with words. I will praise your mighty deeds, O sovereign Lord. I will tell everyone that you alone are just. So here's the question for you. Will you proclaim something of God's goodness here tonight and encourage some people? Here's what I want you to have a think about. What is God doing in you right now? And what has God done in you? You might want to share a story that's really recent. It's what you're going through right now. Or you might have something that happened a while ago that you think would be an encouragement to others. We'd love to hear both of those things. In fact, here's what I want to do. We've kind of set the chairs up a little bit differently tonight. We've kind of got two aisles. Um, And what I'd love you to do is actually turn around and share for a minute on those two questions. One of them, what is God doing in you right now? What has God done in you? Just, Just really briefly, maybe give someone a bit of a sentence preview of something that God is doing in you or has done in you. Do you think you can do that tonight? All right, let's, let's do community. Let's do that. And if you're on the live stream this evening, I want you to consider those questions as well. What is God doing in you right now? Or what has God done in you? Begin to consider that. Let's do that for two or three minutes. All right, I'm going to interrupt you. I know you've started some, some great conversations and you're like, oh, we, could just, we could just do this tonight, couldn't we? So I'm going to stick around up here, um, and uh, we're not after perfection tonight. We're not after uh, your 10-minute life story that you've spent an hour or two hours going through, but just for, for you know, maximum sort of 60 seconds, maybe 90 seconds, we'd love to hear, because if we go, all go for five minutes, then this is going to be a really long night. Uh, so 60 seconds, 90 seconds, what's something that God has done in you, or something that God is doing in you? So let me ask the question, who's going to be first? Uh, I don't normally speak in front of a lot of people, so I'm a bit nervous, but um, um, I just wanted to share, like, just how um, I feel like I've just been guided ever since, for a long time, just the right people just popping into my life, the right things just happening, and... um, and it's just like brought me to this point where, like in the middle of the year, I was I was miserable, I was hopeless, I was giving up on my ultimate dream, um, and I, um, yeah, I guess it probably all started with Phil actually, who started bringing me here and um, getting me involved with C3 and and connecting with people again, which I feel is so important in life, um, and um, yeah, and then. Um, 
I connected with this person and um, she recommended this book for me to read and it's just like the right people just popping into your life and just um, just at the time when you really need them and, and that book's just like, um, it was called The Alchemist and just helped me just to realise that keep fighting for your dream, it's like, it's not worth giving up on it, it just, um, yeah, awesome. yeah. Thanks so much. Thank you. Love the encouragement. All right, who's next? Right. Sorry. Um, oh, man. <laughs> um, yesterday, my parents and I were having a bit of a family time. Um, and we were talking about manifestation. Um, which is this belief that if you put something out into the universe, the universe will give it back to you. Um, and man, I'm bad at that. I started the year thinking 2020 is going to be my year. Um, and I took a big slap in the face. Uh, <laughs> it was not good. Um, I was in a really desperate place at the start of the year. And I just didn't know what to do. Um, but God has been so good. He's been so gentle, so patient, um, and he's just been there with me the whole time. And I guess a while ago, when I went through hard times, I would just pull away from God and say, like, I'll figure this out, and when I'm good again, I'll come back to you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but not this year, which was good. Um, and now I'm probably in the same place as I was at the start of the year, like not much has changed in my life, but God didn't act in things in my life, he acted in my heart, which is much more sustainable. Um, so I'm just rambling and it means nothing, so I'll just read from the word. Um, so this is from Romans um, 5. And it says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that in suffering it produces perseverance, perseverance character and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And that's the wisdom, I guess. Well done. Thank you. Absolutely brilliant. All right, who's next? Hi guys. Uh, so for the last couple of weeks, I've been trying to do the whole like nesting thing um, and preparing for the slow bubs. And I have felt super overwhelmed by all these things that I might need, I think I need, the baby might need, I don't know. And you just spend all this money getting things that you think maybe this is the right thing to get. And I've just felt really overwhelmed by the whole buying process. And um, 
spending a lot of hours just scrolling through, figuring out what I should buy. And uh, I don't know why I didn't have this uh, realization many weeks ago, but that's okay. Uh, I had this realization last week of why am I not bringing these requests to God? Why am I not asking him for help in what I should prepare for this little child um, with? And so I just started asking God, I was like, Lord, I need your wisdom on what to buy and what not to buy and what to spend money on and not spend money on. And um, I really wanted, so I have a list of things, but I really wanted a white cot. And um, so I've been spending lots of time on Trade Me and Farmers and all those places. And I'm like, I, I don't know what cot to get. Some people say if you get the gaps too large or too small, then they can get their little arms stuck in there. And I was like, I don't want their little arm to get stuck in there. And <laughs> I don't know what to buy. Um, and so I was just praying about a white cot. And then last week at girls group, um, Emma Lord was over and I was showing her the baby room, which I only have one piece of furniture that is actually going to stay in that room. And I was just like, I want this and I want this and, and I want a white cot. And she's like, we have a white cot. I was like, oh, can I buy it from you? And she's like, yeah, absolutely. And so just in that moment, I felt so loved by God that we can literally bring all of our prayers to him, all of our needs to him, and we don't need to face this life alone. So that verse of, um, in all things, by prayer and supplication, bring your requests to God. And so that was a little lesson to me of even in this process, um, to continue to bring all of my requests before God. So that's me. Yeah, God cares about everything going on in our lives. He cares about white cots. He cares about the things that are going on in your life right now, too. That's awesome. All right, who's next? G'day. I made some notes because it's a good thing to do. <laughs> right. Um, I just thought I'd share a couple of things that I've learnt uh, from John T, Josh, Sarah and John's lovely preaching. Um, just little tiny things that have made uh, impact in my life, which I think would be encouraging to yourself. Um, so I'll rattle them off. Uh, one of them is um, gratitude. Um, I'm in a job that I don't really enjoy, but I think of things like I was employed during COVID and things like that. So it's just even if it's black humour, just think about the things that can be positive, that can, you know, it, it does actually change your mindset as well. Um, and from ages ago, the ship analogy of like a very, very small turn, um, long term actually like can change your life and you can be like a 180 from where you were before as well. Um, surrounding yourself with really good and valuable people as well. Um, just meeting up for coffee, dinners, things like that um, can just really change um, things as well. Um, keep going to church even if you don't want to. Uh, be in it for the long run and the long haul. Just think of like years and years, just like even if it's like a Sunday, like, oh, just go, just, you know, it's totally worth it. Um, wrestling and talking things out with somebody who's older and wiser than you uh, in a 
private setting, of course, <laughs> um, things that you don't understand or that you don't like and things like that. And it's just really, really good to bounce it off somebody who's had a bit more experience and can either translate for you or be really empathetic for you as well. And study, get a study Bible or a study book. It's very helpful too. And that's it. <laughs> Excellent. I don't think I said any of those. I think it was these other guys. Good to have good people around you. All right. I did see someone else who did stand up at the same time. Yep. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Hey, fam. Hey, so um, the story that came to mind uh, with me uh, when Sarah was just talking about uh, sort of bringing a request before God. This one was kind of a crazy one uh, that happened to me a few weeks ago um, and really inspired me to think bigger and pray bigger prayers and be willing to be a little bit audacious. Um, and so what had happened was my older sister uh, gave me a call and I picked up the phone and she told me that her friend Amanda uh, had... Um, had just been giving a home birth and had a bit of a complication and uh, started losing a lot of blood and then lost consciousness. Um, her husband started performing CPR. Uh, then they uh, called an ambulance, took her to the hospital, and they continued to try to revive her. Uh, and so I think in, in total, she ended up having CPR performed on her for almost 40 minutes. Um, and so they got her into a hospital, ended up getting her into, uh, eventually transferred to an even more uh, specialized hospital. And um, uh, then they were trying to wake her up and um, she was completely unresponsive. Uh, and so she was on a ventilator and stuff like that. And so brand new baby, four kids. And so my older sister was just calling to say, can you please pray? Uh, because this is just terrible. We don't know what to do in this situation. And so um, I was like, yep, I'll definitely pray. And so we got off the phone, and um, I just I said to the Lord, I was like, I don't really know how to pray for a situation like this. Um, you know, do I pray for your will to be done? Do I pray for healing? Do I, you know, how do I approach something of this magnitude when the stakes are so big? Because this lady has, four, you know, four kids and this new baby. And, um, and I just felt like the Lord invited me, he sort of reminded me of that scripture where Peter spoke to the man who was lame and said, pick up your mat and walk. And so I had this sense to uh, speak to Amanda, even though we were on opposite sides of the planet, to speak to her and call her to arise. And so I closed my eyes and didn't know what to do, so I kind of imagined it. her head was there and I was putting my hand on her head and my hand got really hot. And so I just started saying, Amanda, arise, arise. Um, and so I did that for a few minutes and just prayed and, and just sort of gave it to God. Uh, next day, I get a call from my sister, and she said um, they attempted to wake Amanda up again, and she regained consciousness. Uh, they were then initially afraid that she would have brain damage, uh, and she has shown no signs of having brain damage. Uh, and so all of the doctors were calling her a medical miracle. Uh, and so in some ways you could say she was back from the dead in some ways. Uh, so I think that just inspired me to uh, just remember we serve a God who can cause the impossible to bow at the feet of Jesus. 
And um, maybe we uh, could be encouraged from a story like this to pray bigger prayers, uh, because James says, uh, you have not because you ask not. So just want to throw that out there. And uh, just so you know, next week we are starting a new sermon series called Miracles, and in it we are going to be talking about that very thing, being able to step out in faith and see God come through in the miraculous in other people's lives. So that's going to be really exciting. It's going to be great. All right. Who's next? Yeah. Uh, I'm not a person who generally speaks in front of crowds, but uh, when uh, about two, three weeks ago, I think when you guys advertised uh, about the testimony night, I was asking the Lord to give me a testimony. So uh, I'd like to share, uh, on, the, on the 18th of September 2016, myself and my wife, we took the biggest adventure of our lives. Uh, we left Sri Lanka and we came to New Zealand. Uh, we left our jobs and stuff like that. Uh, and what I would like to say is, uh, Every time I went for an interview or while I was studying, uh, there's always God was with me. So when you go for interviews, you get a lot of people, but God was with me and uh, he helped me get jobs and he uh, helped me do well in my studies. And uh, he was there with my wife as well. And uh, 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 on the 22nd of October, we got our residence and uh, thank and praise God for that. And. Uh, He's always been with me. Uh, one of the things that I remember uh, during the difficult times is a story called A Footprint in the Sand. So this man uh, had a dream, uh, and the dream was he could see all the events of his life. And uh, every time uh, there was a good memory, he could see uh, four footprints. And uh, the, the one footprint was his, and the other one was the Lord's. And later on, he could only see two footprints in the sand. And that happens to be the most saddest and the challenging times in his life. And he asked the Lord, Lord, uh, during my good times, you've always been with me. Why is that during the sad times I could see only two footprints? Have you left me? And the Lord responded to him saying, uh, Lord, the foot, uh, son, the footprint that you see is mine. I was basically carrying you during the hard times. So this is something that I always remember when I go through hard times. It's difficult, but the Lord is carrying me, and I will get through it. And thank and praise God for that. Kia ora e uh, my name is Rachel, if you don't know me, and tonight I just want to um, testify about God working in my marriage. Um, so, my husband isn't here tonight, but I did ask him if it's okay. <laughs> so, it's all right. Um, so, we've been married for almost seven years, and um, marriage is awesome. So, if you're not married, um, singleness is awesome, marriage is awesome, whatever space you're in at the moment, it's so cool. But... Um, <laughs> in our journey, I guess um, God brought us together in awesome, crazy ways, and then um, we were married legally, and then we were still individuals, if you know what I mean. So um, we lived together, we um, went on holiday together, we um, dreamed together, but in reality, we were sort of um, still traveling on our own paths in some ways and a little bit independent of each other. And I'm a very independent person, if you know me, um, and, and probably stubborn, and so is my husband. So um, 
you know, that's been an interesting journey. Um, but what has happened over the last few years is um, we have gone through um, difficulties in life, as everyone does, and it's just normal. There's good parts of life and bad parts of life. Um, financial difficulties, mental health difficulties, um, family difficulties, uh, so many different things, and what happens in those places is it really highlights where your weaknesses are, and um, I guess probably like two years ago, we both remember being in a certain place in Dunedin, walking along the beach, um, and when we looked back at it, Stephen said, I thought you were going to divorce me then. <laughs> I was like, no, I was not, but anyway, you know, Things were not looking so good, and we were just really struggling. And um, I just want to, um, I guess, encourage you guys that two years on from where we were in that place, that it's like a night and day difference. Um, God has worked in both of our hearts individually, but he's also brought us together more as a team. And it's been a really slow process, but um, in our relationship, we can see that um, where we were... Um, even when we're married, it's completely different now. Um, and I just wanted to, um, oh, one of the beliefs that I've had through all of this, because obviously when you're in the in-between in the process, it really, really sucks. Like, it's just crap. <laughs> um, and yeah, when you're like crying yourself to sleep at night and things like that, it's just not good. And I just want to, um, I want to let you guys know that, that, that that, that happens, and if it's happening to you, if it has in the past, that you're not alone, that other people have gone through that. Um, but I always had this faith and belief that God is a God that heals what's broken and that he restores, and that's his heart for every single person. And when we come into a marriage or a relationship, we, we bring some brokenness with us. We bring our imperfectness. We bring um, things that aren't yet how he would, would like them to be, and then that can clash and cause even more problems. But my heart has always been that, you know, I believe that God wants to bring us both healing and then together that we would be strong as a team and bring glory to him. So this is the um, passage of scripture that was read at our wedding, and I'll just finish with that. When I think of all of this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from God. Uh, I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will go down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ that was too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now, all glory to God, who is able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Jeremy Nixon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey team. Um, so this week I had a bit of a challenge, which was for the first time stepping up to uh, sort of the middle tier doctoring. So I'd been a baby doctor for the last couple of years and um, stepped up to the role that my dear friend Adam here is sort of sitting in, in the middle tiers. And um, started last week, was quite eased into it. And then this week I was... 
uh, scheduled onto night shifts by myself, which is quite daunting. Essentially, for me, I was the most senior doctor for the surgical side of the hospital by myself, which is quite terrifying when you think about it. And um, last week I was thinking about it. <laughs> and I was thinking about, wow, so what's going to happen if X or Y or Z situation happens? You know, how will I deal with it? And um, I, in a lot of ways, like I, I, some of the details I, was, I wasn't too sure about, like I wasn't sure how to, who I should call or when I should call them and all these sorts of things. And I was driving home late last week and um, just on my playlist I had the song Champion by Dante Brown, I think his last name is, or something. guy from Bethel anyway. And he, he's got this beautiful song which um, sort of, one of the lyrics is that you've crowned me with a crown of confidence. And I remember praying that every day as I went in to nights this week, just being like, Lord, just give me that crown of confidence to sort of step out into the role. And one of the things I was particularly worried about is dealing with a very specific type of sick patient. And um, it's not because I didn't really know what to do, but it's just terrifying. And uh, of course I got through day one and day two and day three and my final night, I got right the way to the end, seven o'clock, I finish at eight o'clock. Seven o'clock, I get the call about this type of patient who's deteriorated exactly in the way that I was super concerned about, super worried. And um, I just remember kind of as I walked across to, the, to see this person just praying like, Lord, just give me a crown of confidence to step into that role and to be able to do my best for this person. And um, I just felt such a sense of peace in that. Um, it was a challenging scenario, there was lots of difficulties and things, but... Um, the testimony isn't one of, or my testimony in this isn't one of mastery, but one of confidence in that the Lord's going to get you through that, and, or that the Lord will uh, build your ability to get there, or to sort of sustain you with the confidence to get there. And for me, I found that really powerful, because um, I, I, in a lot of ways, I don't necessarily have all of the abilities ticked 100%. You know, everything's a learning process. But in, in that process, being able to have the confidence to kind of step out and to do it and to give it your best shot and to be there and, and to even when things are hard and tricky um, was massive for me. And it gave me the confidence to be able to bring my A game kind of thing. So huge glory to God for that. And I hope that inspires you too. I just want to start with um, a Bible verse from Psalm 103. Uh, verse 15 to 17. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field, for the wind passes over it and it is gone, and its place knows it no more. But steadfast the love of the Lord, for it is everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to his children's children. Um, so uh, I shouldn't be here. Um, I stand here only by the grace of God. Um, so it's uh, coming into November, which means it's Movember. Um, I'm not allowed to shave this and grow a moustache because my wife thinks it's filthy. Um, but it's, it's also about um, mental health awareness for men. And uh, <laughs> I've battled for years with depression and anxiety. And I've almost taken my life three times. Um, the most recent was the middle of last year, uh, when everything was falling apart for me and I couldn't find my way out. But um, 
God's been with me the whole time, and uh, yeah, he's just been refining me since then, and, and looking back, um, you know, I was a completely different person then, and you know, now I'm just so reliant on him and, and everything I do, and uh, yeah, I just, I just want to encourage you, you know, find someone to talk to, um, just continually pray, and um, yeah, God's, God's going to be there for you no matter what. Thank you so much for sharing that. It takes a, a tremendous amount of courage to step up here and do that. And we say to you, Kia Kaha, be strong because we know that God is with you. And if anyone else here tonight is in a similar place and you want to talk with someone or you want to pray about that, I know Jeremy would be really willing to, to be here and pray with you, but you don't walk this journey alone. There are others here as well who can walk alongside you. And we have a Father in heaven who is faithful and is so good. Thank you so much for sharing that. Are there any others tonight? Yeah, give them another hand. Awesome. Um, mine's just a really quick little testimony, something that really encouraged me, especially because I do a lot of work with youth as well. But... Um, we had camp last week. Yeah, it was last weekend now um, with our youth, and uh, it was a really encouraging time. But um, yeah, the most powerful moment in it was when one of our youth shared their testimony, and it made me cry. Um, so it was really, really fun for all the youth to see me cry. <laughs> so it was good. Um, but he said one thing in there um, about himself. He um, he held on to this note that I gave him probably after the first kind of few months that I came to the youth group and I wrote him a note um, that said a few things to him saying that I love you and I care for you. God cares for you and he loves you and he'll always be there for you. Um, and he said that, you know, he actually held on to that and he kept that and he put it in his Bible and he, whenever he opened his Bible, he saw that and it actually impacted him and it's um, helped him in a lot of areas in his life. Um, and so I just want to encourage you that, you know, even some of these small things that you may do or you may say to someone, they have a big impact and they can, they can make a huge difference at the end of the day. Um, so just keep doing them. Um, you may not see anything for years, and it was years for me, um, but it's so encouraging when you do, and it's so awesome to see, you know, how they've changed and how they've grown. So just keep on doing those small things, even though you don't see anything from them. So, yeah. Thank you. Great stuff. We've probably got, still have time for uh, two or three more. Yeah, I reckon time for two or three more. Yeah, come on up. Hi. Um, so um, I just want to share something about how before I came here, I wasn't really close to God, which is quite upsetting to me because I thought, gosh, I've been going to church for quite a while when I was younger, and then it just never clicked. Like, why couldn't I have this relationship? So I felt in July or whenever I came here that I'm going to try again. And for quite a while, every Sunday, I'd hear, wow, everyone has a great relationship with God, and it's amazing. But I couldn't really, like, get to that stage, like, myself. So I felt like...
am I doing something wrong? It was like, what's going on? But it took a while, and two weeks ago when my grandfather died, I was in my room and I was just like, this is really terrible, and I can't be there, and so what am I supposed to do? I need help, like, I'm kind of struggling here, and then I thought, I feel so alone, and it's like, God isn't here either, because it never works out. I never feel like I can talk to him, but this one time, he actually came over and, like, I feel like he really comforted me, which was so shocking, because, like, in my life, I haven't really experienced death, so it was kind of a really strong moment, which showed me that even though for my whole life, which hasn't been super long, <laughs> 15 years, but, um, yeah, basically, I thought, you know, at some point, at last, it actually did happen, and all I had to do was just really wait and persevere, and eventually it does happen, so I thought, yeah, if anyone else is struggling, just remember it. It takes time sometimes, and that's all. That's a great testimony. Thank you. Anyone else tonight? So mine's probably a bit d different from most people's in that it's over a very long span of time, but I'll make it very quick. So I've actually been pretty privileged to be able to have asked God for a lot, and he's given me almost everything I've asked for, almost. Though so at the time, it often feels like he's not actually giving you what you're asking for, and often it takes a long time to give you what it, uh, you've asked for. Now... Um, and despite him giving me what I asked for, it wasn't always what I wanted in the long run. So it's, it wasn't until I started asking him for what he reckoned was a good idea for me that I found that I'd get um, what would actually make me happy, things that would actually make me happy. One example that comes to mind that you guys might relate to, because it's a young adults thing, is when I was younger, fresh out of uni, um, I was into girls. Still am, but um, now just the one. But back then, um, what I did was I told God, um, I want a girl, and I want her to have all of these qualities. She needs to be a gamer. She needs to be a Christian. She needs to have been homeschooled like me. And he said, sure. You won't like it, but I'll give it to you, right? And it took a few months, and at, at the time, it didn't feel like he was going to give me the girl, but... Um, he sent me one, and, and we started dating, and I got engaged to her, and all that, yada, yada, yada. It's not Kate, different girl. But um, in the end, it ended in heartbreak and pain, um, and I didn't learn my lesson. So I came out of that and said, God, give me a girl, and I have a new list for you. So these are the criteria I want in a girl now, revised list. And he said, sure, here you go, knock yourself out. That one didn't end well either. And it wasn't until I asked God to send me someone that he knew would be good for me that I met the beautiful young lady who I'm, whom I'm now married to. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So God can sometimes take a while to, to send you what you want. And, and when you're asking him for what you want, it's not always going to end up in the best result often going to ask him what he, what he reckons is going to be good for you and to give you that. Yeah. 
I got the impression Kate didn't love that story. But that's all good. That's, that's great. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that's so real. It's so true. That the faithfulness of God is beyond our, um, our experience oftentimes. All right. Anybody else? Hey, team. Um, so, I've, like, for the last couple months, I guess I'd been finding the daily grind at work quite a struggle and just um, feeling like everything was a bit pointless um, and why had I even gone into medicine. Um, and I was driving home one day and I remember just talking to God and I looked up and um, he was just saying, why do you think I'm not in this? And I just had such an impression of his bigness and how he is the creator of the universe. And instead of making me feel really small, that was just so reassuring that um, like I'm just a tiny piece in the, in the puzzle, but um, like he called me to medicine and I'll just keep going with um, putting my feet in front of the other and um, doing my bit and he will work through it. All right, unless anyone's really desperate. One more time for desperate people. Oh, sorry, that kind of shuts it down, doesn't it? You can't particularly come out. Hey, look, we're going to do this again because this has been fun, right? Hasn't this been good? Yeah, let's give everybody a hand who's shared. I'll get the band to come up behind me. Um, we hope, we hope that tonight, through hearing these stories, through hearing what God is doing in other people's lives, that you are encouraged that same God who's been working and moving in others' lives. And, and they've talked about the journey. And maybe you're in the midst of that journey. And so our prayer for you tonight is that you will be filled with faith. That God isn't done with you yet. That maybe you have a testimony half-formed. Whether you're in a place of uh, things are going great or you're in a place where you're going, God, what are you doing? Where are you? I thought you were going to give me what I wanted. Or I'm just seeing difficulty and hardship. God is still working in your life. And wherever you're at, continue to press into Him. Thanks for listening to this week's message. To learn more about our church, visit c3chch.org.